Welcome to Be The Church Podcast with your hosts, Chad and Melissa McBean, where we discuss a variety of topics relative to the active Christian life as we work to submit our lives to become more like Jesus each day. Today we have a shorter show for you, but one with some fascinating insights and much to chew on, especially in relation to how easy it is for us to take this life for granted. While every generation has struggles, I often find myself in awe of how tough our ancestors were, how much grit they had, how resilient and loyal they were, and how willing they were to fight for and work for what they believed in. To say it lightly, there was very little sideline living back in the old days. Life was hard, and it was all hands on deck every day of the year. Welcome to Episode 5 of Be The Church Podcast, Remembering the Old Days. I often find myself wondering how much do we really appreciate how blessed we are to live in modern times. Obviously, these days are not exactly super easy to manage with COVID lingering, all the political divisions being as gapingly wide as maybe ever in American history. And there's obviously numerous other things going on in the world. Just the other day, we had a a Navy training flight crash down near my in-law's home. That was quite a scare for the whole neighborhood, but obviously our family as well. But we still have things so good. I recently came across some information from the 1500s. I found it on a friend's social media page, and I was blown away by some of the realities of the time, as well as how those realities actually influence our language to this day. I have not fact-checked every single one of these, but I do know that some of them are in fact true, and it seems reasonable to me that the rest are also true based on what I do know of this time in history. So. Take this with a grain of salt, but I found these to be fascinating stories. Obviously, today's podcast is a little less biblical in theme, at least directly, but as we dive into this short list of how things used to be in the old days, I think we all have much to be thankful for and to celebrate. I have a couple of other thoughts as well, but I'll save them for the end. When you think you're having a bad day, Just reflect on how life could be very different if you were born in the old days. You see, back in the old days, they used urine to tan animal skins to make leather products. The demand was huge, and that allowed some families without many other options for making money to sell their urine to a tannery. Those families would make a practice of having the whole family pee in a large pot and then once a day, they'd take it to the tannery and sell it. For those who relied on that method to survive, the phrase piss poor came about. Similarly, but even less well-off, were the really poor families who couldn't even afford to buy a pot appropriate for that use, which birthed the saying, don't have a pot to piss in. Back in the old days, people were typically married in the month of June, because the typical month that people took their yearly bath was in May. So by the time June rolled around, they actually still smelled pretty good. But because 
it was starting to go south a little bit. Brides created the tradition of carrying a bouquet of flowers with them to help mask their body odor. That created the still active tradition and custom for brides to carry a bouquet down the aisle when they get married, and it was extended to the bride's attendants as well. But of course, they always use smaller bouquets. Back in the old days, taking a bath was always done in a large tub that was filled with hot water. And the man of the house had the privilege of the nice clean water and the first bath. After he was done came the man's sons and any other male workers of the house. Then the women, then any children too young to work, and finally any babies. By the time the babies were washed, the water would typically be very dirty and usually not even transparent any longer. You could actually lose items in the water, including babies if you weren't careful. And yes, it is believed that this is where we get the saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Back in the old days, houses had thatched roofs made with thick straw piled high and thick, often with no wood beneath it for support. For many small animals, the roof was one of the only places to find a warm place to sleep at night, and they would often nestle in the roof for that reason. However, when it rained, those thatched roofs became very slippery, and when a storm came in strong and fast, it would catch the small animals off guard, and it would often result in the cats and dogs slipping off the roof, causing the idiom, it's raining cats and dogs. Back in the old days, because those thatched roofs often had no support, things would often fall through the roof. As you can imagine, that caused a bit of a safety problem and a cleanliness problem, especially in rooms like the bedroom, where keeping your bed clean was a top priority for health. The solution came by adding big posts with a sheet hung over the top to protect the bed below. And this, of course, is known today as the canopy bed. This episode is sponsored by Royal CFO Services. Would you prefer to have the peace of mind that accounting experts and financial analysts are managing and maintaining your business's financials? Would you prefer to give the hours you spend on accounting back to your family and friends while resting confidently that your business finances are in excellent care? Royal CFO Services can allow you to do just that. By outsourcing your accounting and finance needs, you can improve your work-life balance, discover when to make your next big move to grow your business, and more. Royal specializes in businesses in the construction and real estate industry, agricultural industry, and the nonprofit sector. Visit them today at royalcfoservices.com to book a free consultation. Back in the old days, most people only had dirt floors. Only wealthy people had anything other than dirt, leading folks to coin the phrase, you guessed it, dirt poor. Back in the old days, the wealthy people often used slate over their dirt floors. But when slate gets wet, it also gets really slippery. The solution to this was to spread thresh or straw on the floor for traction. As it got worn and time went on, they would add more thresh to replace the worn thresh, but in the winter, the heat inside the home and the cold outside would create a gust, 
and they would generally pull a fair amount of thresh right out the door. But these people were problem solvers, and they found that when you add a piece of wood across the bottom of the doorway, it would hold the straw inside, and the problem was solved, thus giving us what we know today as the thresh hold. Food was a whole nother reality in the old days. Most people cooked with a large kettle that always hung over the kitchen fire. Every day, they would light the fire and add things to the pot. Usually, vegetables were the most common ingredient. People didn't get to eat much meat at all. They would eat the stew for dinner, leaving the leftovers in the pot for another day, which got cold overnight, and they'd reheat it and start over the next day with the same cycle. Sometimes stew had food in it that had been there for quite a long time, and there was a rhyme born from this tradition. Peas porridge hot, peas porridge cold, peas porridge in the pot nine days old. Mm -mm -mm, I can taste that now. Once in a while back in the old days, a family might be lucky enough to obtain some pork. <clears throat> These were very rare and special occasions. And when visitors would come over, they would actually hang up their pork to show it off. It was a sign of prosperity that a man could quote-unquote bring home the bacon. And when this blessed family was hosting others for a night, they would treat their guests to some of the aged pork and quote-unquote chew the fat. Another sign of prosperity in the old days was having plates made of pewter. Foods that are highly acidic would cause the lead in the pewter plates to leach onto the foods. This caused lead poisoning and often led people to death. The most common cause for the lead leaching onto the food came from tomatoes. This happened so often, in fact, that for roughly 400 years, people thought tomatoes were poisonous. Thankfully, the true understanding of what caused that lead poisoning was discovered and tomatoes returned to our diets. Back in the old days, even bread was used to show status. Workers were given the bottom of the loaf, usually burnt. The family got the center of the loaf, and you would give guests the top half of the loaf, giving us the phrase, the upper crust, meaning of honor and distinction. Back in the old days, they also used lead cups for drinking ale or whiskey. Again, some lead poisoning came from this practice. Though they didn't know it at the time, the combination of the alcohol and the lead would often knock out the drinker for a couple of days. Since it was often unknown if they were dead or just knocked out, there became a practice of placing the body on a table where the family would gather around and eat and drink and wait to see if they would wake up. Too many times they did not wake up, but it did create the tradition of what we now call holding a wake for a person who's passed. Back in the old days, specifically in places like England, where there was not a lot of room for people, much less room for thousands of years of dead people to be buried, they often ran out of places to bury people. So they would dig up coffins and take the bones to a bone house, and they would reuse the coffin. Well, this was done so many times that they started to realize that roughly one in 25 coffins had scratch marks inside the coffin and that many people had been buried alive. So, of course, they needed a solution. 
They decided to tie a string on the wrist of the person they thought was dead inside the coffin. They led it out of the coffin up through the ground to a bell that they left on the surface where someone could be stationed all night long to be sure the person was dead. This crazy problem created both the graveyard shift and the idioms saved by the bell and dead ringer. absolutely amazing to me that these sayings are still used so often today. What crazy influence from such hard times. I had no idea one of my favorite childhood TV shows got its name from such a sad, sad story of people being buried alive. I'm pretty sure even Mr. Belding didn't know that, but maybe Screech, but eh, probably not. We truly live in blessed times. Not to ignore or make light of the tragedies around the world or those who still live in horrible conditions. But anyone with the ability to hear this show certainly has blessings unfathomable to so many of our ancestors. The point I'd like to make today is that all of us should feel challenged and we should be searching actively for, to find ways to use the things that are blessings in our lives to help bless others. Let's keep raising the bar of quality of life for everyone that we reach. I know COVID has been brutal and sadly a cause of death for many, but if we've been given the gift of life, we can all find ways to share those gifts with others who are struggling to hang on to their gift and realize how blessed we truly are to be living here and now. Until next time, peace be with you, and we continue to pray, Maranatha Father.